Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Lick It Like a Lollipop. We have the momentum because tonight we have our first guest, Brittany, and we are so excited because when we started this podcast, we really weren't sure what kind of guests or what kind of people would attract to the podcast or would come because a spiritual journey is very much targeted towards everyone. So our audience is very big for the people that are ready to take that next step. And Brittany is somebody who takes the MF next step. So <laughs> without further ado, Brittany. Hello. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me and for having me as your first guest. Oh my gosh. That's seriously such an honor. Um, cause it really is, like you said, like it's your sacred container. And so it's who are, what energies are you allowing in? What energies are you attracting? What are you pulling? It says something about you and your podcast and the space. So like, it's really an honor to be the very first guest. Um, yeah, my name is Brittany D I'm a psychic medium and spiritual teacher. Um, I also have a podcast as well. I'm not doing it live right now actively, but I had a podcast, you know, for a year and you can always go, you know, listen to any of those episodes. I have my YouTube channel. I have obviously my sessions mentorship. I mean, I, you know how it goes guys. Like there's a gazillion things. <laughs> One thing I um, would say that Brittany does is she leads these like very big containers of just energy and brings in a lot of people. And the first time that I met Brittany was through my mentor, Suzanne, and it was something you were teaching. You were doing something at like Suzanne's old center. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure. And I just remember thinking like, wow, that's, that's what I want to do. Like what that girl's <laughs> doing. I want to do that. So now I feel like I've reached a point where it's like, I'm doing that. And so Brittany was really, um, a visual for me to see people living their purpose and like doing it. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. That's like a huge motivation of why I do what I do is because it's infectious. It's infectious. Like if you see someone free and like in their sovereign self and living their life and doing what they want to be doing, you're like, wait a minute, hold up. I can be doing that too. You know? And so then yes. it just spreads and it spreads and it spreads. And so like, Seriously, thank you so much for saying that because it is a motivation for me. Cause sometimes, I mean, life is hard. Sometimes it's hard to make those choices where you're like, all right, am I going to really keep doing my thing, me, or am I going to kind of fold a little bit and, you know, compromise is what they call it. <laughs> um, you know, basically settle for what less than what your soul is telling you, you know, um, and it, it, it is a motivation, obviously myself and my life and my experience, but it is a motivation as well. The people that I lead, you know, it's like, no, it, we, we all are experiencing this. We're all every activation that you move through and that you anchor in into your experience. It really touches the entire collective and especially the people that are closest to you and around you. So it's like, nah, man, I got to do this for all of us. <laughs> it's not Literally. even just about me. <laughs> 
I love talking to the psychics though, because you guys always touch on things that are already going on. So you mentioning that settling for less than your soul wants to is something that we keep on mentioning in almost every single episode. And we're always like, do not settle. And then you started out with acknowledging um, how your energy affects other people and how it keeps like a growing energy just keeps on growing and inspiring others. And that's also just like a mutual energy that I feel like we have among each other. So it makes so much sense for you to like be the first guest to be on here because it's that same vibe. Yes. Yes. Well, and, and I just want to say this little snippet just because I am a spiritual teacher. So that's the way my brain is going to work. Right. It's just where my brain goes, but I just to kind of give any of the listeners a perspective about what we're talking about. If you don't exactly understand what we're saying, when we're saying like your energy affects other people, your one, we all are one collective consciousness, right? So it's going to spread. But even if you don't, even if that concept doesn't resonate with you, even if you just think about the way energy works, right? You're feeding, whenever you feed an energy, you're expanding it because you're giving it more energy. So it's naturally going to get bigger, whatever you feed expands. And so if you're feeding this energy and it's expanding, it's going to be easier for people to see your access or it's going to be bigger. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, just like any energy that you experience. Yeah. So it's easier for you to tap into it. It's easier for you to experience it. So the more that you feed the energies that are really light up your soul, other people are going to see this big energy of soul lit up. Okay. That's a thing. I can do that. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's all energy. It's, it's all energy. It's our energy all speaks for itself. And I think anyone who's here right now that has came across any of us knows that we leave a mark wherever we're going, like wherever <laughs> that is, people know, and that is our energy speaking. And we on this podcast are just encouraging everyone to tap in and elevate in like really dig deeper into your life and like the meaning of that. And I think being able to trust spirit becomes easier whenever you see the real time unfolding of your destiny and you're following a path so unwavering. Like that's been my word for 2022 is unwavering Ooh, like because that. a lot of people have tried to like steer me off the path. Mm. And I'm like, no, baby. <laughs> And I, in my, at least in my experience, I mean, I'm sure that you know, this, um, is like the discipline. A lot of people really like comp compliment or comment on my discipline is like that. When you have that unwavering, like you said, when you are locked in with spirit and that shit is unwavering and you were just like, no. And then like shit tries to come in for the side and you're like, nah, we're, we're, we're locked in. We are locked and loaded. Literally. That is when shit is starts popping <laughs> this off. This is yeah. my new way to say locked and loaded. Yeah. We are locked and loaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm from Jersey. So we got a lot of hand movements going I'm on. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I literally knew that you two would mesh because Diana is like my soul sister and I just feel like I can make decisions for her like we don't have to discuss on business decisions because we're just making them as unibrained yeah yeah like we're just making them as we go yeah well that and I feel like like I'm always like we're so similar but our strengths are so different and mm -hmm. it, we're like opposite strengths but then 
cohesive, yeah. if that makes sense. Well, and it fits. It's, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, we're going to get into the twin flame thing, but it's the same thing. If, if two, if, when you make it whole, whether, regardless of what it is, like I have my best friend and we have our own little wholeness. I actually read this just popped in my brain, but I actually read this book. It was like a sacred sexuality tantric book that it's, there's actually this energy according to Tantra that whenever you have that wholeness with someone, you have like a real unified relationship. There's this other energy being, they call it, they call it like an egori or something. I don't know. It's got an accent on it. It's tantric, hmm. but it's this other being. And I don't, the way it was described just resonated so much. I'm like, I'm like, yes, there's you, there's me. And then there's this like, so it's like a threesome. Force. Yeah, it really is though. <laughs> an energy I threesome. I yes, love that. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> And it is, it's created, you know, and you can feel whenever you're not really locked in, and that other energy is not, is there or not, you can feel the difference whenever it's just two people that maybe get along in places, but whenever you like complete each other in this interesting way, even in relationships, doesn't even have to be like your person. You can feel that other little energy thing. It's like, we're we and have I, that, I, Diana or Jim and I, look, <laughs> I have three or 10 personalities with this girl and oh I love gosh. it because she could be like the one that's like really about to just rip someone's head off. And then she could be the person that's like the sweetest person you've ever met. Like she has so many dynamics to her <laughs> and I kind of feel like flatline I'm kind of the same depending on like if I feel comfortable with you or not like those that's all it depends on if I'm comfortable with you you're getting all of me if I don't feel comfortable with you we're on the fence with it right <laughs> but with her you're getting like all 10 of her at all times and I think it's cool because so many people have just been attracting to us and they're like when are you going to have guests on your podcast <laughs> all the manifesting me they're manifesting i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah dude for real Uh, so let's go ahead and get started with Brittany. just kind of where your spiritual awakening has brought you as a teacher a healer a mother a person just in general what has spirituality done for you oh my gosh what it's done for me is changed my life spirit changed my life spirit literally changed everything. Like, (laughs) I don't even, I was in such suffering and like victim mode before I had my awakening. It's not even, I, I mean, I, I, I would say like about, I went through like an awakening whenever I was 13, because I moved from New Jersey to Kentucky. I grew up in Jersey until I was 13 years old. And then I moved to Kentucky and I learned in that experience, what happened is I went to school. Right. And then there's like kids asking you like, what's your name? What do you do? What sports do you play? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like sitting there in that moment. And maybe this is right because of my awareness that I ascended to in this lifetime, but still where I'm at in this consciousness. And they're like, they're like asking these questions and literally what pops in my brain is I'm like, oh my God, I can literally say anything and they don't know shit about me. (laughs) I can, I can literally make up whatever I wanted right now. I can be whoever I want to be. And so whenever I came to Kentucky, (laughs) um, I'm just imagining all the crazy shit that I would come up with. I thought about it as 13 year olds. Yeah, exactly. I thought about it. I was like, dude, I could, but then I was like, what if they, what if, you know, cause social media was like kind of a thing. It wasn't really like, it's not like it is now, but like, it was like, we did have Facebook. Sometimes you got on, you know, kind of a thing. And so I was like, I'll just play it safe, but I still recreated 
I knew that I had the space to recreate myself as who I wanted to be. Like all the reputation that I had back in Jersey and all the things, I mean, these people knew me since I had grown, you know I mean, since I was in kindergarten, preschool. So it's like, I could totally clean slate, recreate myself. And that's when I realized that you create your reality. And I was like, oh my God, like we create this thing. This thing revolves around us. That was a mind blowing experience at 13 years old. You know, <laughs> you're like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> and then whenever I was 19, I definitely went through another awakening. And that's whenever I took all, I sold all my shit. I sold my car. I got rid of my house. Like I like had, I was like going to college and had the house and the two jobs and like doing the thing that everyone wants you to do, you know? And, and I was like, okay, fuck this. This does not work for me. All I do is work. And then I'm exhausted. And then I go to school and then I work and then I'm exhausted and I didn't like my life. And so I sold all my, sold all my belongings down to a backpack. It was me and my partner, my new partner. We just got together after two months and we were like, let's take off into the world. And it was down to our back. What we could, what we could carry on our back is what we took. And we got dropped off in the middle of the woods with like literally no plan, like no joke. With a stranger <laughs> practically. We had been together for like, yeah. Two, well, I knew, I knew her for like nine months before that. We just got together though, two months. Before so we that. trusted you weren't going to get like axed in the woods while you were no. out there. No, I my mom didn't feel that way, but I knew I was good. <laughs> And so that was another awakening. And, and honestly, I call like my time traveling because I traveled for about five years. I call that time that was right before my Kundalini awakening, like my like blast open awakening, like real next level shit. Um, I call that my intuition training. That was like my real life. Because when you're traveling, you're having to constantly check in with yourself and like, can I go with these people? Or like, should I go do this? Or should we head to California or should we go ahead and go South? You know, like you're constantly checking in with yourself and really developing your relationship with the universe and where it's guiding you to go and that kind of a thing. So to me, it was like this unconscious me getting prepared for what I was about to step into. I just didn't know that's what was happening. I was just like, Oh, I'm traveling free bird. You know, I'm living life. Fuck that whole thing, you know, that I was doing. And I was really happy. I really was. But then whenever, right, right, it was about like two years and I was starting to like play with tarot cards and like get interested in herbs and like growing my own garden and like doing all this, you know, just kind of discovering myself and not as much what my partner wanted or what the world wanted, like more looking into myself, hanging out with myself. And then about, a, I was a, probably about a year later after really like going on an intentional journey to get to know myself that I went through my Kundalini awakening. And that is whenever I like, you know, spirit, I talked to the creator of all things and it told me what my purpose was. It told me, I remembered all my past lives. I got a glimpse of everything in the future, all in like, I mean, this literally probably happened in like maybe a minute, I would say it was what? probably one minute of time. Oh yeah. It was, I mean, nobody else was in the room. So like, I guess technically it could have been longer, but like it, you, I went in <laughs> and then you come out and it's like, you're sitting in the same exact spot and it's the time there's, it's not like hours have gone by or anything. It's 
it was just really fast. And I was in a vast, my whole, my whole first podcast episode goes into detail about this experience. Cause it's, it was, I try not to talk casually about it because it really was the most potent thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I've had a child now at this point, And I will still say that this moment with spirit was the most potent thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. And that I can like, there's never any words to ever explain what it's like to, to talk to the creator of all things in this existence and for it to tell you that you have this purpose and that you're going to change the world and you're going to do all these things and da, 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 da. And I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, Oh, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? So right many now? <laughs> things to say, because I feel like you have everything very cohesive in like a timeline or like how things happen. And for me, it's just kind of been balls to the wall since I was around like 13 and then use like drugs and alcohol to kind of numb that out. Mm -hmm. And how old are you, Brittany? Are you like 27, 28? 28. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I knew that we were close in age. So I feel like this timeline that you've been on from 19 to now has really opened you up to your entire life that you're living. Uh, uh, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So when you were traveling, where were you going like in the United States or were you like, where, where were you, where were you going? <laughs> um, I honestly was mostly just kind of bopping around to experience life. Like I just was just finding random jobs and like, we would just literally be like, okay, what state do we want to go next? And then I would like, I, I also became like a master manifester at that time too. Cause I'd be like, okay, I want universe. I want like this job at this pay for this many days. And like, somehow, like I was so good at manifesting jobs that we literally knew that we could go anywhere. My partner was like, I don't know. Cause she was really good at manifesting like connections and like finding, you know, mostly like finding the drugs in the area. Like if we wanted mushrooms, <laughs> you know, at the next place, she would always be like, somehow manifest them um what a partnership she finds drugs and you find money yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that goes to explain the next part of what I was about to say (laughs) is that um we ended up on a 365 acre um ranch in California and we originally went there just to um like work do a work exchange and it was like a sustainable living thing and um, you know, learn gardening and taking care of animals and all this stuff. And we did do that, but we had no idea that we were literally sitting in the middle of like fields and fields of pot. And I knew so, it was a pot farm. <laughs> and so as soon as we realized that that's what was happening, we're like, oh no, we're down to like do this homesteading thing, but we're definitely like hopping on this train. <laughs> like we're going to figure out y'all are all balling. <laughs> we're about to figure this out. And so um, by the, the second year, um, because like I said, my partner at the time was really good at connecting and just making really good relationships. Um, we already, by our second year, we had um, a spot in, to grow, which that helped a lot. And then the third year, we had a whole, we had just taken over this whole project. Um, so we had like acres of, of plants to be responsible for. Um, but it also created a really good travel kind of a a gig because you're not growing all year long. So you can grow and then sell it and then 
travel and then grow it and then sell it and then travel and like literally have a lot of money to travel with. (laughs) Um, So that's where the other countries got incorporated is once we really had this kind of system going, you know, where we would go grow, sell it, travel um, through like most of the winter. And then a little bit into spring, the plants would go down usually in like May or June. So um, once we had that system down, that's whenever we started going to other countries like Africa um, and Europe and South America. And I never, I really wanted to make it over to like Bali and stuff, but I never made it up. Not yet. I should say I haven't made it over there yet. (laughs) We're the same age and you were so responsible with your weed money because when we were growing and selling, we just went out and ate three times a day at like really expensive restaurants and blew all of our money. Oh no. I wish I'd gone to like Bali and had a spiritual awakening, but instead I got pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot that happens to a lot of people (laughs) i've actually yeah that's not the first time that i've heard that that like they just end up spending a lot of their money on really good food which we we did that too we did get but the thing is is that we would like first fly to the other country where your dollar is like worth ten dollars there and then we'd get really good food smart pro tip i have my passport and i'm ready to go anytime i've been talking about going to arthur finley college i'm sure you know what that mm-hmm. is yeah mm-hmm. so suzanne has studied there it's like the modern day harry potter for everyone who wants to know it's basically what? harry potter operating in europe as we speak it's called arthur finley with an A and I feel like this place is so magical and Suzanne and I had been talking about going there wanting to go there and then I had a client who's from Canada bring it up to me the other day and I was like okay I'm meant to go to Arthur Finley at some point so I really would like to do that and get like a group of people or kind of like our own little coven kind of thing but all in due time mm-hmm. I would I'm down I- and I would honestly, in at least in my opinion, now that I've had a child, I'm like, yo, dude, get your travels in before the baby's gone because this is, it's going to be, oh my gosh, it's, I'm like trying to think about, I'm just such a, like you said, I'm such a free bird, man. I'm so used to traveling and going. And then now I've got this little thing and I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a lot harder to do what I was doing. <laughs> we live the same life, Brittany. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> So I know someone who literally has had like two children now and her and her husband, I don't know how they do it, but they just live like in a, like a camper kind of thing. And I I think they actually have a house that they maybe come back to sometimes. But I'm telling you, these kids have seen more beaches than I've seen. They've been on mountains than I've been on. And Mm -hmm. they're like two and one and three whatever (laughs) like they're young and I'm like kind of low-key like damn look at that three-year-old doing stuff that I've never even done (laughs) these kids are like climbing Machu Picchu (laughs) they're doing all of it so Diana go ahead I'm sorry I'm sorry that I keep calling you by your real name let's go Gemini what are you asking me you had some questions about the nudist colony Dude, the nudist colony. Okay. So it's really only one question. And then I all, but first I need to know what a Kundalini is. It sounds like pasta. (laughs) A Kundalini awakening. Okay. So there's like spiritual awakenings basically, which is a lot of people experience. Like, even if like now that I've had a child and I can like associate like 
what that experience would be like for someone who's not very conscious, that would be a spiritual awakening. Now I get why people are like, babies are addicting. It's because it's an awakening experience. It fucking blasts oh, okay. you open. <laughs> so that's gotcha. like similar to like a spiritual, that would be like, that's an awakening. Um, you can definitely have an awakening without having a child, but like, that's just kind of a, some, you know, a, an association of an experience. Um, but it's basically just where you come home to your soul self on like a whole radical, you're being guided by the universe very clearly. Um, it's, it's, it's a shift basically that you experience. And it's very clear that it's a spiritual shift within yourself. Um, a Kundalini awakening is whenever you're, you remember who you are, basically, you remember your soul self, it's coming home to yourself, but like actually arriving back home not like spiritual awakenings like you come closer and closer and closer home to who you are kundalini whenever you have a kundalini awakening which is what i was talking about um that's whenever you return home you're like ah you settle back into your soul just in this human body it's not just knowing that you're you have a soul that's not this human it's it's coming back into it. I don't know how else to explain it. That's the best. So I think I had that experience right before I got my reading with Paige that had me start my other podcast and like my whole trajectory. Like, I feel like that's the experience. Um, now about nudists, thank you for answering my question. So I've been seeing that people in nudist colonies start their morning by doing this yoga pose where they're basically showing their buttholes to the sun Mm -hmm. and you're supposed to be absorbing like vitamins, whatever it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be the best way to start your day. I hear it's better than coffee. Do is this like a thing or did I just, no, it's the shit dude. It's the, (laughs) what do you call it? Starfishing? No, I I mean, it's called at least from what I know is butthole sunning, but that's, that's all I know. Uh, that's all I've ever known it to they be keep called. It basic around here. Just yeah. Does anybody ever get a sunburn and have to aloe it? No, no, no. You don't, okay. you don't, you don't like, you don't stay out for that long. I don't think it's in, at least in my opinion, it's not comfortable enough. What I do that is comfortable that I could sit there for hours is not my butthole, but my vagina, dude, just sitting there with your legs, like open, like flower, you know what I mean? Like butterfly opened. Oh. Son, I could lay there for literally hours. That shit is activating. Like she doesn't get to see the sun that much. She's always tucked away, you know? So it's like, she's like out in her glory and everything is activated. (laughs) I need this. I literally want to live somewhere that's farther enough away from people that I can have rituals of nakedness mm-hmm. and dancing around fires and no one's gonna be there to know unless you're invited mm-hmm. Absolutely. listen you know you're really pale when you're hearing these and you're just like worried about your sunburns <laughs> <laughs> yeah my goal is to um i want the house that i like land on you know like my like home that I reside in and stay at for the rest of my life. If that ever happens, I want to be able to walk out on my porch naked and not see anybody. That is like my goal. I'm like, that's, I'm not settling for anything less. And I've been saying it for a long time. So I feel pretty confident about manifesting that that like (laughs) not, 
I don't want to see you. If I'm on my porch and I'm naked, I mean, even out, even out in the yard, if it's, if I feel like go out to the edge and then I start seeing people while I'm naked, that's a little different, but like at, at minimum, I need my porch. I need to be able to walk around everywhere. <laughs> so I have a question. Mm-hmm. I personally like being like at home alone so I can be naked. Does that mean I'm kind of a nudist? Because <laughs> if I come home, clothes will be off. And like, majority of the time I don't have guests over to the house ever Mm -hmm. because the thought of having to have pants and stuff on is like a no-go and like I love accessories and jewelry and stuff and I'll put a lot of different accessories on if I'm going to record or if I'm going to go somewhere but as soon as no one's looking we have nothing on like everything's off So, I mean, definitely, there's definitely a love for nakedness there, but what, what the definition of nudism is, is someone that at any time finds, like finds the ability to be naked. So like, if you're, if you are swimming, you're automatically going to go naked. If you are, um, I don't know, like basically like any, not times that like, it's like a grocery store. This is just according to what, you know, I went up to nudism TV and this is how they kind of define it. Right. And is that anyone, anyone that I mean, I could look it up, but generally what the, um, what they're saying is anyone that seeks to be naked at any circumstance, basically that they can is a nudist. That's how it's defined. I got you. I got you. So basically me only. So she is one. I'm alone at home. I mean, I'm finding a reason to be negative. Brittany, she goes and does things with a bunch of people and everybody's (laughs) naked. Everybody there is naked. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, really know, honestly, how I find myself in these places to be totally honest. Like I always end up manifesting it. I, every time I try and like go somewhere where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to a nudist beach or, oh, I'm going to go to this nudist colony or whatever it is. Something always happens. It's only whenever I just let go and don't make a plan to do it. Somehow I'm just end up there and I'm like, yes, close off. Let's do this. Like how I never plan on seeing naked people and I never see them. (laughs) I just want to see some cities in nature. Yeah. See, I definitely (laughs) manifest them. I'm like, I'm like, I'll go to the city. And and I mean, if there are naked people, like I'm down to hang with them universe, if that's where we end up (laughs) and then that's where I end up. (laughs) This is my favorite thing. Literally see her (laughs) posting about all of the cool stuff that she does. And I was always wondering, like, how did she get involved with all Mm -hmm. of this really cool stuff? Because I do feel like in order to have those opportunities, you do have to be living very authentically. And I think we talk about that a lot. That's kind of a theme as well. It's just like, when you are authentic, you're sending those clear messages Mm -hmm. to the universe and the universe is like, okay, this is what you rock with. That's what I'm going to send you. But Mm -hmm. when people show up and they're being fake or they're people pleasing, or they're wearing a mask of some sort, trying to impress others, you're not going to get the rewards from spirit or from the universe because you're truly blocking the blessings that would be for you mm-hmm. by sending mixed signals. Exactly. Ooh, blocking your blessings. I love mm-hmm. that. It's the truth though. We are, the, we are the ones like, 
And, and this, this is what I always say to like my students and clients and stuff. I'm like, dude, like I say this with so much kindness, but spirit does not give a shit. Like spirit does not care if you want this or you want that, or you want to, it's literally just going to send right back to you. Those signals. Like you said, if it's mixed signals, you go get mixed signals back. Like you gotta be clear. And that's why what we were talking about of earlier, that unwavering unwavering is fucking clear it is i am clear as fuck and i'm locked into this shit and that's what you receive yes locked into locked in (laughs) so yes yes and locked in and if you guys are not watching the video version of this on patreon you have no idea but she was doing like a jerking off motion Towards the face, though, but it's towards the face. The I'm face. loving it. If that means locked and loaded, sign me up. Locked, loaded, ready to fire. <laughs> yes, and receiving exactly what we want <laughs> at the same exact time. Like, yeah, it's beautiful. Tell us more about the workshops and all of the speaking and all of the things that you do, because I always see you speaking. I always see your things very scheduled, coordinated. It's always like on this time at this day, I'm going to be live. Me, I'm like, "Mm, it's 248. I'm going to go live for 20. You know, like I have no plan ever. And so um, talk to us about that, because I'm very interested to learn more about what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Um, well the scheduled things. So basically something that I just feel called to say is that I definitely used to, my business used to be very like whatever at what time and just kind of very flowy, very, very, very feminine. And I realized that me, like my lack of schedule and structure and, and having that like, you know, consistency, it, it, I, did, I wasn't holding really any masculine energy in my business. And I was holding myself back. It basically, my business evolved to a point where I'm like, okay, now I'm holding myself and my growth of my business back because I don't have any kind of structures or systems or any kind of like real organization here. And so I hired someone to do that. <laughs> that was my, my solving that problem because I'm not, I mean, I'm definitely... Um, I have a lot of my masculinity integrated, but I'm not someone that has the um, passion for that level of, of structure that my business really needed. I really don't, I don't really have that much masculinity in me. I don't. And so I hired my assistant who I took her on about like a year and a half ago. And I'm so grateful. It was one of the best things that I ever did for my business, but she, the reason why, I mean, there are a lot of things that I, that I do with like my Monday meditation and, you know, like my Friday card pool is always on those days, but that's pretty, that's not, I don't feel like too structury for me to have to fall in, you know, it's just a Monday and a Friday. I have to remember those things. <laughs> um, but like, as far as really having a structured business and systems and a flow, Um, that really is all a lot of the stuff's on the back end that brings a lot of structured energy to everything that I do. Um, which a lot of that is really, honestly, my assistant holds a lot of that. She's a very masculine person. So she holds a lot of that energy, um, 
And so as far as what I do, I obviously mentioned the Monday meditations. The Monday meditations is whenever I channel light language. My, my Monday meditations are actually really freaking special to be super honest and they should not be free, <laughs> but that's just the way that the it's set up with the music company um, that I, that I work with. Um, so basically they're called listening to smile is who I work with and they release an entirely new album, new, completely new music every single month. And it's based on the astrology that's going on that month. So like, let's say we're moving through some serious, like trust and surrender. There's going to be different binaural beats and tones and just healing sound healing integrated into the music, um, that is going to support you moving through that through that month. That's and beautiful. So, yeah, it's it's amazing what they do. I mean, and they and you they produce a new album every single month, you know, like that's unheard of for most artists to be honest. Um now granted it's only four or five songs, but I mean there's only four weeks in the month, you know. So I mean I'm it, it works for what I do. And so what I do is I come in and I channel light language based on, I do collective readings every Friday. So I kind of like, yes, there's this general theme of what's going on astrologically every month, but then my readings go kind of like more into detail. We go like more into depth on like, what is exactly going on with this and what's going on this week. And then I, whatever that theme is, I will take that and I will channel light language over the music. And so I release those every Monday and what I tell people is I'm like, dude, if you just listen to these four meditations, that's one meditation a week, your ascension energy is going to be, you're constantly going to be nourishing and cultivating what we're moving through as a collective, what we're moving through astrologically, like your energy system is going to constantly be basically massaged once a week and you'll keep your shit calibrated. So that way you're not getting all out of whack. If something's getting out of whack, you know, that it's, there's something else going on. Like it's not your your energy and and what you're being affected by like astrologically and just what's going on in, in the collective as a whole so those are actually like really amazing and they should really have some kind of fucking membership program or something but the way that it that the that i the basically the contract that i signed with the music company is we both are choosing to do them for free so that's just what we that's what we're doing and that's going to be that way in, at least until november <laughs> you know that's actually a beautiful thing because when i first started doing readings and doing services the entire year of 2020 i did them free all year 30 minute sessions your first session wow was free video chat. And you know how it is to get people tackled down for appointments. Now I've manifested that everyone's very excited and they're waiting for me versus having to text people. But when something's free, you have to tack people down. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know you mm -hmm. do, like you said, a lot of free content. And so does Gemini on her Patreon and beyond this woman is a content hall. Like every day she's doing something and doing research and whatever, but a lot of people take that for granted mm -hmm. when we put so much of ourselves out there for free, they don't see, um, or respect us in our time at times. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of people like flood my messages with just life story confessions. And yep. Jim and I said, it's because I make people think I give a fuck. It is because I do give a fuck though. Like I actually legitimately do care and I mm -hmm. am proud. Like you're my firstborn child. When I see you have your dream and you and you make it your baby and you go and nurture it. Right. Like mm -hmm. I love to see that in a client, but I am 
virtually and externally trying to set more boundaries with people because even though I care I don't care at the end of the Mm -hmm. day like you're in my messages trying to get me to do your work for you and Mm -hmm. and I don't love that like I like hey this happened to me or hey this is what's vibing with me but some people take that for granted and so spirit will you know tenfold bring that back to you and and that music company because you never know when someone's looking into your catalog and they're like holy shit this girl puts out a lot of content mm-hmm. and they're like you know what I want to partner with her I want to sponsor her I want to build a brand with her because the people that are out here doing it and it might not be getting the millions of views or whatever but it gets some support and some you know some connection and community for others to mm-hmm. join in on that's what's important and I have to remind myself and I know we talk about this a lot on the podcast to just be proud of the small steps, be proud that you actually care and you're actually doing the work enough to break that cycle or to worry about your children or to even worry about someone else other than yourself, because Mm -hmm. humans are fucking selfish. And I'm so proud of everyone who does things because spirit is calling it out of them. Shout out to all the artists, all the musicians, all the creators in general, because that's all spiritually driven. Anything Mm -hmm. that someone is pouring their energy, you may be like, oh my gosh, this person posts a lot or wow, but that is spirit working through these people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cause it's coming from a, a in order to have that passion and that drive. And thank you for this remembrance, because sometimes genuinely it gets, like you said, it gets old and it's like, you, you know, you're, you're putting out, it's a lot of work. You're putting out a lot. And then you're like, sometimes it's not all the time, but sometimes the return of that energy, and that's all that it is. It comes in many forms, but the return of that energy is not balanced. And then it's like, damn. And then you can, you can get burnt out and there's all these different things that can happen there. I mean, I've only really once I've been doing um, a lot of, a lot of content for about like three or four years now. And, um, I only came, I came across, um, creator burnout is what it's called. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, what is happening right now? I literally resent my audience. I'm so blessed to have all these people that love my shit and I resent them right now. Like what is happening? And I start looking it up and I'm like, you know, trying to dive into this. And I, and I found that there's this theme called creator burnout. And like, you can YouTube people talking Mm -hmm. about this thing. Like, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm experiencing this right now. And it took me a good, like two and a half years to get there, which is really, really impressive because that's a long time to put shit out constantly. And just because you love it and you just, you have this drive, you know? So yeah, maybe annoying to some people, but it's like, this is coming from a fire place. It's coming from a soul passion, you know, which like you said is spirit. So spirit works, dude, that experience. I just have to, I just feel called that I have to say this. That experience that I was telling you guys about that, that my, I was like all in white and I'm like literally sitting there with the creator talking about my purpose and all this stuff. So, you know, I was saying that I was like, oh, what you want me to what? (laughs) Like, uh, this is kind of a lot that you're putting on me right now. And I literally said, I said, how am I going to do this? And I was like, and, and it said to me, it literally said, I don't know, social media, the internet, that's yours to figure out. And I said, you know what social media is? <laughs> and then spirit's like, I created it. And I was like, oh, duh. Like, of course you created it. You're a freaking creator. Like, duh. But I, 
I, I was like so thrown off that the art, like God, you know, that we put on this big pedestal was talking about social media, like told me to use social media. I'm like, what is happening right now? This is the weirdest experience ever. You're but- also, you ever experienced creator burnout? <laughs> I, I never, I never had before. I never knew that creator burnout was even a thing. Gemini has creator burnout once a week and I have to talk her off the ledge and be like, oh, like you're doing <laughs> Dude, fucking great. I legit go into like, like I go into almost depressive modes because I, I will push so hard and do things so hard and like line things up to the point that I'm so anxious because I'm really excited to do this, but now I actually have to do all of this shit. And then I second guess myself after every single project. And I'm like, people are paying for my Patreon. Am I giving them enough? Am I doing enough? So then it's like, I've been, I've been better the last couple of weeks, but she does Paige will be like, you need to take a nap and calm the fuck down. (sighs) Honestly, I put out a lot of content, but this woman puts out so much content that I cannot even keep up with her. And I had to actually, my ego, I had to be like, we're not competing with her. So we're not going to crank it up to, to measure. <laughs> like we're going to stay over here, but we need the middle. Okay. Like my ego was like, well, maybe you need to do more. <laughs> no, like, you're uh-huh. perfect. Um, while we're talking about you and you being perfect, I just wanted to say, um, on what you said earlier about, I say that like you make people think you don't give a fuck or that they think you give a fuck. What I mean by that is I think that you're so nice and like welcoming and kind to people Mm -hmm. that I think that people take advantage of that from you sometimes. And Mm -hmm. they think that you don't have boundaries or that you are just a hundred percent accessible all the time. And so I just mean like, they think that you give a fuck more about what they're going through than you having personal peace and having a shut off. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's hard. Cause I know I hear a lot of creators and people talk about this is like, there's a fine line between, Hey, I really support what you're doing. And, and thank you for sharing this journey with me. And Hey, here's my life story. And can you help me? And I feel like, you know, I know we all are putting ourselves out there and we want to help people, but um, the real facts is people want to give spiritual creators crumbs and they want to give other big box business or whoever, all of their money. And we're not settling for crumbs, baby. So, you know, we are here to, to, rise to the occasion and you should be wanting to do that as well if more people took their own power back from society and these roles and these material items people wouldn't be as lost spiritually so if you see someone walking their path absorb the content they're putting out there for you, but don't feel entitled to them because at the end of the day, we're all battling our own things. And it took me a lot of inner work and a lot of healing in the dark, like alone crying with a blanket and a stuffed animal to get here. So when you see me smiling and getting everything I deserve, know that I fucking worked for it and I earned it. Yes. And you're anchoring that for all of us. Like sometimes I feel like people forget that like, your what you just attained just like we're talking about the very beginning of this call makes it a lot easier for me to attain that you having that I know that I can have that you feeding that energy makes it bigger and much more accessible to me like 
you having that it helps all of us this whole like competition thing dude it's matrix programming it's not even yep. real <laughs> it's not even real like yeah but it ha it happens it really happens i mean i get jealous like i'm not i'm not you know like it it, it i just because i'm aware of it doesn't mean that i don't experience it but at the same time there's i my mind still returns to the remembering of the fact that your wins even if i'm jealous in that moment i can remind myself that your wins are my wins and that they get me closer to my wins because i know i know if you're doing it i can do it and maybe that's like some kind of yes. self-confidence and self-esteem thing that if you don't feel that way then maybe that's what that you need to address and work through you know is your own confidence within yourself to know that if they can have it you can have it because it is true like we all have that capability I think that everybody on some level experiences jealousy, mm -hmm. but there are people who see jealousy, you know, and they're envious of something that you have. And so mm -hmm. they're just going to hate from the corner because they can't have that. And why are you so special? And then there are going to be people who like get jealous and then they go, well, what am I jealous about with that? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm jealous Inspired. because mm -hmm. it, and it's an mm -hmm. inspiration. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I like how you do that. I'm going to do it my own way on my own time, but I like that. I see that energy and you maybe not even try to match it, but you just acknowledge and appreciate that someday you would like to be on that energy field. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love seeing people like me or people that came from nothing make it because like you are saying, it shows you that it's possible. So I love to see everyone winning. Honestly, I think that it's the most beautiful thing to see someone who's been working behind the scenes get what they deserve. Mm -hmm. And that's what motivates me is because right now I see the underdog is like, like we're flipping a switch in the next like five years collectively, the underdog, the outcast, the people that are willing to go against the grain that are willing to stand up for what they believe in. Those are going to be the people that are winning. And I've been getting a lot of downloads about that we're going to be leading with our heart. And so is the divine masculine as more people wake up to their own power and realizing that there is an imbalance in our society. And I feel like right now the darkness is pulling on any strings that are just hanging loosely, but all those are just threads, baby. And we can do without them because you mm -hmm. ain't ripping a hole in nothing. <laughs> and I just feel like it's like this like grass for like every last breath. I'm like, yo, dude, you're dying. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You're dying. You can keep trying to grasp onto anything that you possibly can. Like you said, any little string, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's like, you're, you're dying and we can all see it. That's fine. Take your time, throw your fit, <laughs> do what you need to do. But like, it's, it's happening. And you're, the more that you throw a fit, the more clear that it's showing that this is really happening. <laughs> It feels so good, especially mm -hmm. when there's a lot of things that the world wants to trigger me with. And I've really chose peace and harmony. And like you said, that remembering that we're all collectively one and we may look different, we may act different, but collectively we're all on the same level. Like we're on a collective level or we wouldn't be here on earth and we would be in the cosmos or in these other places with star beings. Like some of us may have came from there. And I know a lot of us did to come here and help because people will just keep touching the fire and wondering why they're getting burned instead of using that fire to like fuel them. They're mm -hmm. just like, 
playing with fire. Quit mm-hmm. playing with yourself in your journey because I'm playing with yourself. <laughs> literally, because time is not infinite. Like we have to be mindful of what we're doing each day that makes it worth remembering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time people are like, oh, time isn't real. I'm like, yo, this body has a clock. That's real as fuck. <laughs> like you can, yes, time is not real. And like, yeah, we technically live forever, but at the same time, in this lifetime, this body has a clock and this experience does have a timer on it. And so, yeah, just there's a lot of, a lot of, at least from what I have seen and experienced is, is people saying this like kind of one day or it's eventually going to happen or what. And it's like, you, what, what I definitely learned, you know, on in that experience, whenever I left, whenever I was 19 years old was like, you got to literally we we were driving in the car we were gonna leave like we had just gotten together we've been together for like two months we were gonna like plan out this whole thing and leave at the end of the following semester and like finish the year and da 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 and all this stuff we were driving in the car talking about like how we were gonna plan this big trip and where we were gonna go and this isn't that and she literally looks over at me and she was like wait why are we talking about it why don't we just do it and I was like, wait, why aren't we just doing it? I don't know. Why aren't we doing it? <laughs> why, why are we just going to keep sitting around talking about it? I don't know. Why, why are we going to talk about it all these months instead of doing it all those months? I don't know. This doesn't make sense. And then literally the next week, we both went to our families and we're like, nope, we're leaving at the end of the month. <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck? But it, it really is like you're, you sit around and talk about it or say one day, or I'm eventually going to, or this is what I'm going to do. And it, and, and it literally is just doing it. Everything in this life, even if you don't necessarily feel prepared for it, if you step into it, everything comes, everything manifests, every, you have to step into it first. And it all just falls exactly where it needs to be in order for you to continue to step forward. It's just a lot of people have that challenge trusting stepping into it without seeing those physical things manifest around them that are going to support them being there you know what I mean this is perfectly to transition into your twin flame journey because everything you just explained is exactly in my core what the twin flame journey feels like Mm -hmm. and I think Mm -hmm. spirit introduced me to the twin flame journey because for one I'm ruled by Venus, which is the goddess of love. I'm ruled by both Venus signs, Taurus and Libra. So, you know, that plays a lot in my life about that, not necessarily like search for love, but that knowing that there's someone out there and I just don't know them. And I just, I know I'm connected to them, but I don't know where they are. And Mm -hmm. then when you finally get a glimpse of who they are, spirit's like, "Mm, not yet for me anyways. And I know for you, you, it's been completely opposite. Your all's went zero to 1000. Ours has been a very um, slow, but steady transition, but we've been on this journey for like four years now. So whenever I look back at who I was four years ago and what little to no motivation I had for self-growth. Like I, I, you know what I mean? Like I was Mm -hmm. going through that awakening, but it was more the dark night of like all the trauma. And I was just so in that victim mindset Mm -hmm. at that time. And I was just consuming media and, you know, alcohol and, and attention and whatever it was that was fueling me to stay distracted from it. And being put onto the twin flame journey was like, 
one of the most eye-opening things. I would say that might've been when my Kundalini awakening was Mm -hmm. the way it happened. It was just like, holy fuck. I know that this person is special. Why are they so special to me? Why can't I stop thinking about them? Why do I think about them like this? And then all of these signs like kept aligning and it was like, yes, yes, yes. And then it was like, I feel like both of our subconsciouses took over and just started speaking. And there's so many things that have happened that I'll speak on in the future, but I want to get into your journey because I remember seeing your post on Facebook because you always write these very prolific, like long, um, post that most might just scroll over. But if I see one, I catch one. I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this to the end. Cause there's like a meaning, there's a lesson, there's soul in here. And I remember you talking about spirit has told me it's time. I must leave everything behind and I'm going to go on this journey and I will come back with a person. Mm-hmm. And I know that because spirit told me that, and you can, you can look out from afar and, and watch me do it or you can support me now or something and I was like damn sis let's go then I was like I support I support so from afar because my hopeless romantic heart like heart on my sleeve was like yes like I'm gonna watch someone do it like I'm gonna see it happen and for some reason I just had so much like faith and confidence in your journey and I don't even know anything personally about you just what you're showing to the world but I was like this girl's pure and pure people get what they want that's why I get what I want I genuinely have pure intentions for the Mm -hmm, world like I mm -hmm. you know really want to see people shine even if it's before me even if it's more than me I Mm -hmm. still want that and I think you live your life very um balanced in that way where people get that energy from you or like I genuinely get great energy from you and I saw you doing your thing and I remember like you were even like fostering your cat which I'm just gonna say I was like I'm glad that's her not me because what the fuck I'm freaking out for her right now but I remember you being like it's all gonna work out and if it's working out the way I think it is I'll be back soon or something and I was like okay let's go (laughs) thank you so much for saying all that because there I feel like I, I really like tried to express to everyone before I left, like, this is how confident I am that this is about to happen. Like I told my family, I mean, I was telling everyone cause I wanted people to see how much you can believe in spirit, like how much, when you really have a true knowing and you're locked in <laughs> when you have a true knowing, um, that you can really trust spirit so much that you can say it out loud to other people. Like I want, I wanted to anchor that frequency of people getting, being more comfortable doing that. So thank you for saying that because there are some people that remember and some people are like, Oh yeah, I remember you saying something about that. And I'm like, dude, I was trying to show you guys how fucking cool this is. (laughs) But anyways, I wanted to say something Paige that may be um, helpful to your, when you were talking just kind of a very brief overview of your journey, I know how it goes. It's like so much more in depth than what you can even sum up in two or three minutes. But, um, you know, I think that there might be, because my journey was so long, I think there may be some details from the beginning that could be, that could assist your, where, wherever you're at in your journey, because mine was also like three, and a half years long. Now 
I don't know if you had this experience, but the experience that I had with my twin flame awakening, which was my Kundalini awakening, they had, they happened at the same time, um, was that I had, did you have the mirror in the eyes, that experience where they, where your soul is in their body? Do you know what I'm talking about? Our eyes, hold on. When you posted the side by side of your twin flame's eyes, I was like, this is how you know, because the eyes are the window to the soul. So, yes, we did that. And we also are both just very darker, like shadowy style people. Like, so I think we both have like a tendency to get lost in bonding with people on traumas or bonding. Mm. So what spirit wanted to highlight for both of us was that we actually had to save ourselves and really Mm -hmm. we could illuminate the way for one another. Cause at times it would be like, I'd be two steps forward and he'd be two steps back or vice versa. It's like, we never, um, surpassed too much until there was like a breaking point where I just decided, you know what? I'm going to save all this energy for me. Like, I love you and you're going to make your mistakes, but you got to do those. And I'm going to do me over here. So mm-hmm. I think the journey in itself has been a whole mirrored experience because it brought out a lot of fears and insecurities around love and abandonment and like, mm-hmm. you know, having something so sacred and then being able to lose it or not taking care of it. And I think mm-hmm. the separation, the journey itself, um, obviously I've known since a very young age that I had someone out there and I just always knew they wouldn't be in Kentucky and that I knew they were out there. And I feel like I had these dreams of this person. So when I saw their eyes in real life, I knew it was them. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think everyone's journeys are different. They're all similar, but also different um, at the same time. So one of the things that really helped me at least was that I thought that the person that I had my mirrored experience, my mirror, eye experience, my awakening happened. We kept like having these, like where we would cross and like be do this tango and like, <laughs> you know, we would have these experiences, these really divine spiritual experiences. And we would keep crossing paths like over, over years I really thought through and through that that person was my twin flame. I'm like, you have to be my twin flame. We've had all these experiences and we had, you were my awakening and blah, 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 blah. And all this attachment and expectation and what spirit made me do in the last six months of my journey, at least before union was completely shatter that entire expectation. Like I could not, I I remember it literally like shedding from my being. And I was like, I have to be, if I'm not open to the fact that it could be someone else, then my ego is still controlling something in this fuck. So then I had to let go and be like, okay, maybe it's not them. So then what do I do? Because I've been like, focused on this person this whole time then you really start focusing on yourself because you're no longer that's now, what I did yeah now exactly. one thing that really helped me was that um I was watching this YouTube video and there was this twin flame couple that said they said that they were also a twin flame couple that they they're the person that they had their experience with and all these intertwinings with wasn't the same person that they actually ended up in union with. And they said, listen, it doesn't matter. Like send that person because that person is who is associated with your 
what your consciousness understands as twin flame energy, experience the twin flame energy with them, then you're still feeding the twin flame energy by still sending them love and sending them appreciation. And I, I heard that and I was like, oh, okay. So I don't have to like back off of this person. I just have to be open to the fact that it could be someone else. And so I start, I'm like super open, but I start sending this person, like, I mean, love bombs and just like the best energy, like so much good energy. I'm like, I don't know either way. Like, I just love you so much. And my love for you is just on, it just takes over my whole being. And this was like right about six months before union. And he messaged me, the, the person that I originally had my um, Kundalini waking with, he messaged me and um, I was like, of course I'm hearing from him, you know, and we go back and forth and this, this, and that. And we ended up catching up and he tells me, I, I told him that I had been like, you know, thinking about him and just sending him good energy and this, this, and that. And he was like, dude, I've had the most wild experience this week this where I'm like sitting intentionally and like working with the violet flame and like sending him energy all the, over this whole week. And he's like, yeah, dude, I like literally got my dream job. The, this girl that I've been like trying to get back with for like forever, like came back into my life. And we were like at this same store and like, like all these really crazy synchronicities. The main thing was him getting like into the union, he like really, his job is like, you know, if it's a union job, then you're like set basically for life. And he'd been trying to get in the union for like over five years. And he finally got into the union and he was just like mind blown that this had happened. And so I literally, I knew in that moment, I was kind of butthurt because I was like, I wasn't really trying to manifest so much love that you like would get back with her. That wasn't really the idea, you know, but, <laughs> but I was like, so like, oh my God, this is so crazy. This is no way there there's a coincidence that I'm in this like heightened energy where I'm like sending him all this love. And then he has this like explosive experience in his life where everything's just falling into place. And so then that's when I knew, like, he didn't say that him and that girl had gotten back together, but he said like, you know, oh, and I had been wanting to like reach out to her, to Allie and like, you know, and, and we reconnected and this is that. And I was like, okay, I know where this is going, you know? <laughs> Hi, Allie, so, name drop. <laughs> <laughs> honestly uh, i have a question so yeah. you had an awakening of when you were with this person which made you believe they were your twin flame mm -hmm. okay i i don't know if my awakening led to the twin flame or being more awakened opened me up to the twin flame but i feel like i always knew there was someone out there did you also feel like yeah. you always knew so yeah. the person that you're with now that yes. you sold all your belongings again mm -hmm. you moved how long were you gone this time so that so that experience that i was just telling you about happened around like april and then right after that is whenever I was basically told spirit told me like, it's time to get off, to get up on the road. And I thought what I honestly thought is I thought that spirit was like, you need to get to him before like they get back together, you know, kind of a thing. And it's, so I was like, Oh God, okay. I got to get my shit together. I'm going, I mean, I literally thought that, that I, I was open to whatever spirit had. I really was but I really thought I was so, because I thought that that person was my twin for literally years, I was like, I, there was a part, a part of me that was like, oh, well I'm, and there's this whole ego thing with it that like, 
if it's a different person then like, oh, well, am I really a true twin flame? Like, no, I want to be a true twin flame. So I have to be the same person, you know? And like, there's this whole ego thing around it where like spirit chops your ego up into a million pieces in the twin flame journey. That's what it is. It's literally shattering your ego into a gazillion, bajillion pieces. And so if you have an attachment to that being a true twin flame, or if you have an attachment to that expectation, putting expectations on love, if you have any of that, then it's probably not the same fucking person that you had this experience with. (laughs) Because you, in order for you to work through that, you have to let go of that. Do you get, do you guys get what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? like, in the beginning, whenever I didn't even know what a twin flame was, I don't think I really labeled. Neither did I. Yeah, I don't think I labeled it until a few years ago. But in the beginning, I just was like, "This person's really special," and then I just kind of distanced myself in a way that went into like self healing. So I think, if anything, for me, the journey was more about like caring up more about others and not being so selfish because I'm mm-hmm. an only child, and I think I was very just me, me, me. And I would always date people who were like beneath me in a way. So I could Mm -hmm. be the smarter one or whatever. So I think I've already done a lot of ego shattering. And when I met this person, it was just like, wow, I really need to check my shit. I'm going to check my shit over here for three, four years by myself. I'm not going to like do too much. You know, I'm here, but like, I'm not going to do too much Mm -hmm. because I think in real time for me I'd spent most of my adult life dating people for six months a year two years living with them and having complete bottom out fallouts with them like not good energy toxic not friends not cool and I think a lot of that came from those abandonment issues that were like Mm. really activated for me um, in my spiritual awakening, but also I think we're led to the people where, that can help us do the most good. So if you must go through an ego death prior to being on the twin flame journey, that's called your false twin. So what Brittany just explained is called the false twin. And mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't actually met someone who a had a false twin and B went into union with their actual twin. So mm-hmm. I want to know, how did you meet your actual twin flame? So I knew that I was on this journey, right. To find my twin, to find my twin. And I'm, and I'm getting very clear, like, like things about twins. Like this was, I knew that this was like the, you can feel whenever your twin journey's coming to a close, there's certain signs. You can even fucking look it up on YouTube. Like I was looking up, like, how do you know whenever you're coming into union? And I was experiencing every single one of them. One of the ones that really stood out to me was that you feel like so like you want to date the world like you're like I am so like I could I could I just want to date I want to date I want to party I want to hang out like you know that you're about to like come into a serious union so this like wanting to experience your singlehood is just like fucking full throttle and you're just like let's like I was like all right girl like we're gonna keep it in our pants we can go on dates but like let's let's still be mindful about this but like the energy in me to like be to play and to cuddle and to you know what I mean just do all of the things just experience what it really means to be fully single it was just really turned up like those last two months. It was like, and thank God I was traveling because it made it even more fun, you know, cause I'm like out just meeting people and can easily go on a date, you know, and just do whatever I wanted. 
So, so anyways, so many signs and synchronicities and things coming together. Now here's the weird, how spirit is so fucking good at being spirit. (laughs) So one of the things that I had like, you know, with this, this person that I, I, that I, you know, the false twin thing was that I kept envisioning that my, so he was, you know how they say that you're like, they're like in your life from like the very beginning, you just didn't realize it. So he was my brother's best friend growing up, growing up in New Jersey, or one of, one of his three best friends. And there's this little group, it was a group of four of them that would always hang out. And so he was around whenever we first like reconnected, you know, when right before the eye awakening experience, um, he even said, he was like, yeah, I remember you used to like match your handbags with your shoes and this is that. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, how do you remember this? Like, I don't even hardly remember this stuff from when I was like a kid, you know? So this person had been there through my whole life. Um, even in the background, like my brother would just like tell him about my travels and different things. Like there was all kinds of stuff that I had no idea that he had been like intertwined since I was literally a child. And so one of the things was that I was like, I, I, to manifest him, you know, I would envision one of my brother's best friends that I knew that was in that four click. One of them had moved to California. My brother moved to Kentucky and the two of them were still in New Jersey. And so I was like, I bet you, they still hang out. Like they definitely still hung out. So I would literally do like vision exercises where like my, my brother's friend, who's also like basically my big brother, his name's Albert. And I would do these vision exercises where like Albert would like be at our wedding and like, you know, like all the stuff. I'm just being honest, guys. I'm just being honest. Okay. So, so one of my like things is that I wanted to go, I wanted to like, go like either hang out with Albert or be around Albert. I thought maybe like I'd see him if I went and hung out with Albert, you know, and Albert hit me up anyways. I usually always see him every time I go up there. And so I actually, whenever I hit him up, he said to me, he was like, I don't know if you have somewhere that you're staying or that you're crashing at, but my house is just sitting there open. Like nobody's living there right now. So you're welcome to stay there if you want, like you can stay there for like a month or whatever. And I was like, um, hell yes. Like have my own place while I'm traveling and I can just stay there for a month. Like I was going to be up in Jersey for a few weeks to a month anyways. And now I got like one stable place to stay that whole time. Like, hell motherfucking yeah. So, um, I, I go to that house. So once again, the way spirit works, this is one of Albert's friends, not the person I thought it was, but one of Albert's friends. Okay. I'm at the house. The house is like filthy, dirty. So I'm like cleaning it. Right. And whenever I was cleaning the shower, the shower had broke. So I call Albert and I'm like, listen, the downstairs shower still works. Like, I don't mind going downstairs. I just want you to know that this did break. It is going to need to be fixed. And he's like, no, I'll just have like my buddy come over and, and fix it. Like, he, you know, it's no problem. We'll just go ahead and fix it now. So he sends, he comes over on a Friday night and has his handyman friend come over to fix the shower. DJ walks in the door. The moment that we saw each other, it was like, I mean, literally, I still remember his face. He like comes around the corner with his little tools. He looks over and he's like, hi, I'm DJ. And it was just like, we looked at each other like, oh, there you are. There it is. Oh, found you. There you are. He came to clean the pipes out. (laughs) And so what's really, what's really amazing that was like super confirming to me, because I'm sure that I'm sure that even you guys might be thinking this, like, 
how wasn't that really confusing that like you thought that your twin was this person and then it ends up being this someone else and you know it's like so the so the same exact synchronicities that I experienced whenever I had my kundalini awakening with my false twin I experienced those same exact synchronicities three years later on the day on the exact same day three years later I experienced those same exact synchronicities just with someone else that I knew beyond shadow of a doubt was my other half and so like I'm talking one of the things was um this bald eagle which some people I know I know I'm a little like woo woo and out there and I have an imagination but I'm not kidding you I on my way down to meet my false twin you know three years prior this bald eagle literally bald eagle lands on a car in the parking lot that I was parked at at this gas station a bald eagle everyone was so scared to go up to this bald eagle I'm like blasted open you know like third eye I'm like a bald eagle I'm like yeah dude I'm like yeah this is a sign from spirit for me man yes. I'm, like, I'm like taking <laughs> selfies with this bald eagle right I'm like right next to it everybody's like what the fuck is wrong with this girl and and I didn't even notice it DJ and I went down to the river to just like talk and hang out and we're sitting at the river and he goes look my god there's a bald eagle right there i've never seen a bald eagle in my life and the bald eagle i swear to god dj literally says that bald eagle must be like three or four years old the bald eagle that landed on the roof at that gas station was a baby like a baby bald eagle you couldn't even hardly recognize that it was a bald eagle because it still hadn't developed its full features and then I see a three or four year old bald eagle on the same exact day, three or four fucking years later with my twin, like get yeah. out of here spirit, get out of here spirit. Are you kidding me? You just sent me the same exact damn bald eagle four years later or three years later. Like, nah, hell nah. And so also really, really, I, I have to say this before we hop off is a really beautiful weaving synchronicity as well that totally confirms I know beyond shadow. Of, I mean, there's literally, I made like a list cause I'm eventually this kind of dropping this like, uh, you know, early for you guys. Give us the doing, yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing, um, what's it's called twin flame Tuesdays. So I'm going to start making these YouTube videos to just educate, you know, about twins and, and the twin flame journey. And there's not an, there's not enough like resources out there, in my opinion, that aren't like really like toxic and like, Oh my God, be obsessed with this person, you know, yeah, they're very toxic. And I've also been taking some Q and A's on my TikTok about the twin flame journey, mm -hmm. because I'll be honest. Um, I know for certain this is not twin flame and it's not that I'm attached to that because I think surrendering to the timeline is the reason I'm totally elevated in this because I never once needed any out outsourced validation about this. Like I've been so unwavering mm -hmm. on it that it's actually helped me solidify my own spiritual gifts. Yes. So to my mm -hmm. twin flame, if you're listening, I love you and I do appreciate everything that you've done because all in all that distance and that perceived mm -hmm. separation brought me home to myself, mm -hmm. brought me home to my own energy, my own gifts. And then that attracted so many mentors and friends and people along the way. And I know Gemini and I have like really bonded over a lot of very 
weird coincidences that I know aren't coincidences. Like when we connected, it was just that perfect timing and exactly the same thing mm-hmm. that you're speaking on with your actual twin. If you would have got what you thought you wanted three and a half years ago, it would have been not it. No. Yeah. And, no. <laughs> yeah. Like spirit will distract you a little bit if they need to give you false hope to get you distracted to get you on the path. Mm-hmm. But in your soul, you know when things are for you and not for you. And I think a takeaway from this in general is just don't ask for permission. Just do mm-hmm. the things that you want to do. As mm-hmm. well. And so Brittany, we're definitely going to have you back on because I feel like we could all talk forever. I know Gemini's face is turning purple. She wants to talk She's ready. So I'm going to no. let her, I'm going to let her say a few things and then we will leave with your final thoughts. So Gemini. I didn't even have anything to say. I just thought it was funny that she was going to give us, she's like, I, and I got a little sneak peek and Paige and I both lean in like closer and on the mic and we're like, oh yeah, manifesting it, making it happen. Tell us the tea. <laughs> Twin flame. You guys flame. both did that at the same exact time though. You really did. We're the same. I love this spiritually driven conversation and I love connecting with people who trust spirit more than other humans because then spirit will be like look you can trust these humans and Mm -hmm. they'll bring closer to people you can trust and I think if anything you have so much opportunity when you lean into that faith into the unknown because I promise you it's going to be better than you think it's going to be so Brittany what can you leave us with and then we're also going to want you to drop just your social media or however people can find you and then we will also link all of that in the description box so people can get in contact cool thank you um yeah I would say the main thing I like if there's anything that I can really like you know, leave you with, I don't know why this is coming to me, but just like lean in, like, whether that means like, you know, doing the thing that you keep saying that you're going to do and like not doing, or whether it means like trusting, really trusting your soul, or whether it means like trusting the universe, like whatever the fuck it is, like, just lean in, like, stop, like putting your toes in, like get in, (laughs) do it, (laughs) experience it, live, (laughs) lean in, to this life, I guess is what's coming through right now. <laughs> um, and as far as getting a hold of me, I would love, love, love to connect. Um, my Instagram is Divinity Experiencing. Um, you can find pretty much any and all of my offerings, including my YouTube podcast, all that kind of stuff, um, on my website, which is divinityexperiencing.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Brittany D and my youtube which is divinity experiencing pretty much if you just google divinity experiencing (laughs) you'll find me somewhere (laughs) um i'm actually gonna be on a side note um probably contacting you because one of the things that i offer on my site is an advice and guidance to try and link people up with like mentors and Mm. people aligned on their journey because everybody practices in different ways and attracts different energy. So I've had people, I send a page for readings or astrology. Um, but right now specifically, I have a lot of people asking about mentorship Mm -hmm. and I think that, um, 
there's a lot of people that maybe might do mentorship, but not necessarily in a way that's like super aligned and authentic. Mm -hmm. And so I will be contacting you so that I can send some people your way to take some of your, your services. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Yeah. And I I agree. It's definitely, um, and I think it, it really depends on each person individually. And if that is really aligned, you know, mentorship is very, it's, it's really, um, I don't know. I, I guess I feel like I've, I have just, I just know from my experience that I've just hired mentors cause they inspire me or whatever it is. And it's like, no, you really have to sit back and you have to get to know this person as much as you can from the outside and see, do their values really align with your values? Do you, do you appreciate the way that they live their life? You know, it's not just, I've hired people from a glimpse, I guess you could say. And I'm like, oh, we're actually not really aligned. And so I didn't really get that much out of this. Like mentorship is, it's important. You want to, you want to find, find somebody that really is aligned with your vision and what you're creating. Um, so yeah, I would, I would love to see if it's aligned, but I definitely think that it's, um, it, it takes a, a specific, um, alignment in order for a mentorship relationship to really be yeah. successful and to really I thrive. I've had mm-hmm. very bad life coaches and mentors that mm-hmm. really target the spiritual community. They target spiritual practitioners and healers. And I think it's because we really want that community in the beginning of that dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. You don't have that community. Spirit's like, no, you sit there with those feelings you've been covering up for the last 10 years. No, you oh sit there and cry. And- <laughs> You sit there and sweat it out tonight. Okay. And so many people are not willing to set through that sober, Uh you know, and really face that head on. And I encourage everyone who feels alone or feels in the darkness at this time to really find that inner light, because that's going to attract what you need. And that's Mm going to bring you in to a place of harmony. So we want to leave everyone tonight with all of the love and shout out to Brittany, Jim and I, and I will be dropping a lot of bonus content and a lot of interviews coming up. Yes. We have people coming to us ready to be interviewed. That's right. I have like, what is she like a sex lady, a sex practitioner? She is. So she gives sex facts. Like that's her thing is that she educates on sex facts. Um, and she used to be in like the industry and yeah so that'd be very interesting so shout out everyone thank you all so much and we love you good night